Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So in this episode, I thought we would talk about source control. And it's something that we should all be doing. And I'm going to give you three reasons why I think that it's important to do source control. So first of all, let's say talk about what source control is. So, you know, you've got your files, you've got your projects, you've got everything else sit on your hard drive, on your machine. Well, that's all well and good, but it's not under any kind of control, right? It's just sitting there. You can't do any versioning against it unless you copy it off to another folder or something like that. There's no remote backups of it or anything like that. So... Source control is really the term used to cover these. So, for example, you know, Git is the one that I'm going to talk about here today and is arguably the most popular or certainly one of the most popular. And by using Git, you it allows you to basically check in your files and make commits where you can, you have a, like a, think of a running tape deck right, a running timeline of your code, of your files and your projects. And it enables you to branch off into different directions and and make different copies, try a few things. And, you know, the original source code is always protected. And if you make mistakes, you know, you, you can recover and things like that. So, you know, that's sort of generalization of source control. But I'm going to give you three reasons why I think it's important. And also talk about a couple of tools that you can use. So, First of all, you know, you're going to, if you use Xcode, you're going to know that Git's in there because every time you create a project, it says, hey, do you want to create a Git repository? Well, you know, yeah, you can create it straight off the bat there, or you can do it later on. It doesn't matter either way. But it now that it's so usable in Xcode, I'm not going to say it's fantastic because I, I still feel it's got a long way to go. Personally, I don't do source control in Xcode. I use a third party tool that I'll talk about later on. To, to do mine because I feel it gives me a better overview and understanding and control of the files, but you can certainly do it in Xcode. So the first reason is there's no reason not to, right? As I've just said, Xcode and lots of all the other IDEs and lots of other tools, it's now so easy to work with source control and in, in this case, Git, that there really is just no reason not to do it. It's It's kind of painless, right? You know, even if you have a folder of files, for example, or a project or something like that that's not under, you know, source control currently, it's so easy to just open up the terminal or an application, go into that folder, say git init, and bam, you're under source control. I mean, there's just no reason not to do it. So that's the first reason. The second reason I've sort of hinted at already, and it's a great way to experiment with new features or, you know, some kind of major refactoring that you want to take place or, you know, just play around with some what if ideas or experiments, uh, learn some new things, things like that. And the reason being is you can take your current code base, you can branch it off into another branch. You know, it's common to have the master branch and a develop branch, for example, but you may also take it off to an experimental branch. Let's say, for example, you want to start using core data in your application. Well, you could make another branch called core data tests, and then you change to that branch. You make all the changes you want to make. You play around with all the files and everything else. And at the end of the day, if you get something that you like and is working and you want to incorporate 
back into the main code base, you can then just merge that branch back into your current code base, be it the master or the develop. Hopefully it's the develop, but, you know, uh, wherever you want to put it. Or, you know, alternatively, let's say that you've messed around, you've completely messed it up or screwed it up or something, or you decide this is not the way you want to go, then fine, you can just change back to your previous branch. Um, maybe it's develop or master, and then just delete that core data test branch and it goes away and you've not harmed your existing source code in any way. It's still there before this is exactly the same position as before you started. So, you know, that's another reason why it's important, uh, you know, to do it this way so that you don't have to keep making copies of folders everywhere and test projects and everything else. You can just do it right there in the code base, but protect the current code. And this is also great for, you know, working with teams, right? Because teams can all work from the same repo. You can have, you might do a system where, you know, each team member has their own branch and they can go off and kind of similar thing to the core data test I just spoke about. They can do whatever work they need to do, things like that. And then it can be merged back into the the main master tree of development or whatever it may be. So, you know, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic for working with teams. Uh, one of the ways that my teams do it, and it's a popular way with a lot of people, is, you know, if you use like Jira or some kind of management system for your projects and you have tickets, uh, we'll create branches with those ticket numbers. So we know that that branch is specifically targets the work on that ticket. And then when that's complete, we merge it back into, you know, the main branches. So that's another reason. And so let's take a quick break here before we come back with the third reason and the tools. So we will be right back. Time for a break. Break time over. Okay, so before we do reason number three, let's just quickly recap. The first reason is there's really no reason not to do it. It's so easy to work with these days with tools and everything else. And the second reason was that it enables you to experiment with, you know, ideas and everything else without affecting the code base and having to, you know, fix something up after you've broken it and things like that. So the third reason, and I, I think that the third reason is, you know, maybe one of the most important because it's certainly the one that I see come up the most, which is to think of it as a way to protect against uh, disasters, right? Think of it as a disaster recovery tool. So the reason I say that is, you know, first of all, there may be the case where, like I say, you know, someone makes some changes in a code base, maybe you make the changes, it breaks something, and it's like, oh, great, now you've all got to go back and figure out how to fix it. Well, you don't have to if you do source control. You can just roll back to a previous working commit and then move forward from there. Or hopefully, even better, that that code that's broken something exists on its own branch and you can just abandon it there and start over. So, you know, there's none of this massive reworking that you have to go back and do all the work again. So that's sort of partly a disaster recovery. But the other reason too is, you know, sad to say, but machines fail, hard drives fail, networks, you know, get messed up. All sorts of things can go wrong. Well, with source control, you know, it's very easy to have a local copy and a remote copy, an off-location copy, as it were. You know, it's kind of like a real-time backup software in some ways. So, you know, God forbid something happens and, and the machine gets destroyed or machines or whatever, there's this off-site remote location or off-machine remote location where a full copy of the repo exists that you can go and get it again. And that's another part of it there is, 
you know, if you're using Git, then everybody has a full copy of the repo. So at any time, if if one of those, you know, copies gets ruined in some way or deleted or something else, everybody else also has that code. So it's very easy to recover from. So, you know, I do tend to think of it as kind of a, a disaster recovery tool, something like that. Um, you know, there's lots of free ways to do that and there's lots of paid ways to do that. The, the the easiest way is you can just have, you know, maybe you're working with a team or something like that. You can just have a machine somewhere that has a copy of the repo, right? And, you know, either that machine can pull it or you can set it up with something like Gitto Lite and use that as your master, uh, you know, essentially a Git server for you to host the files on and, and push and pull to. So that's another way. So that's the three reasons. Now let's let's talk about some tools a little bit here, right? As I've said, you know, Xcode, unsurprisingly, is a major tool for everybody listening to the Compile Swift podcast, I'm sure. And you can do it in Xcode. Personally, I prefer not to. Um, there's a tool that I use, which is called Tower. And, and you know, I want to say none of these sponsor the the podcast or me or anything like that. I'm just huge. They're more than welcome to. But um, these, I'm just huge fans of these tools. So I use Tower uh, on the Mac which I just think is a fantastic tool. And I'll put all of these in the show notes, but you can find it at git-tower.com. Um, it's just great. I, you know, it, it puts, for me, it puts uh, everything visually in front of me. I can see all the branches, all the merges and all that kind of thing. It's a paid tool, but it's it's worth every penny as far as I'm concerned. Now, if you want to go the free route or you want to go the cross-platform route, um, you know, Firstly, there's the command line tool, which is, you know, git scm. So it's uh, git-scm.com. And that's kind of the main home to download the git uh, tool itself. Now, you know, before we get any further in these third party tools, I want to strongly recommend that if you're going to use git and source control, you learn to do it from the terminal. Because as I always tell all of my team members, one day, you know, the, the tool that you use is going to go wrong in some way or not update properly or something. And at that point, you're going to you're gonna want to go to the terminal. I, I always tell them, think of the terminal as being the truth, right? You know, whatever Git at the terminal tells you, this is a very safe bet that that's probably the truth of what's going on. So learn to do it from the command line. So, you know, again, go to git-scm.com where you can find the Git tool there's lots of great documentation there. Now, a third tool that you can use is uh, one called SourceTree. And this is nice because it's a cross-platform application. So you can use it on Windows and Mac. And the reason that's important, and also this is a free tool to download. Um, it's made by the Atlassian, the same folks that do Jira and everything else. So it all integrates nicely. And I find it a very reliable tool. But one of the nice things is because it's cross-platform, um, if you if you have switch platform, you know you already have a tool that you know how to use for source control. Now, for example, you know you might be working on, say, a React Native application or something like that, and you may have team members on Windows, you may have team members on Mac, and then one day they switch platform to try something. Well, they don't have to learn a new tool, right? They can just download Source Tree. Um, same with Git from the terminal, as I've mentioned before. You know, you can, you, you just load the tool up and, and you're good to go. It's a free tool. It's, I don't think it's as, you know, amazing, as fantastic as Tower, but 
you know, in a pinch, it's going to get it done. It's a, it's a good tool for seeing branches, commits, the remote servers and all those kind of things. So that's just a few tools there. And I'll, I'll put links in the show notes for all these things that we've spoken about. But the main takeaway I want you to, to get from this episode is even if you are a, a one person team or a team of hundreds, you should use source control, right? Especially if you're, you know, a one person team, because you're more inclined to be experimental and find yourself down a dark alley one day where the code just goes horribly wrong or, you know, you come back a couple of days later and you can't remember why you did something. So even as a one person, you know, team, source control is every bit as important. All right. Yeah, you don't have to worry about other people overriding your files, but you still have to worry about you screwing up your files. Or like I said, you know, there's the the disaster recovery aspect. So I hope that there's something here for you all to take away from this episode. And I hope it's been useful, but this is something you should all practice. And hopefully as well in Xcode, it's going to get better and better as the years go on. We now have Bitbucket and, and GitHub support. So with that, we'll leave it there. If this has been helpful, uh, you know, please like, subscribe, you know, leave a review in whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this to. Tell friends about it. Tell other developers about it. If you want to leave some feedback, uh, either put a review or you can follow and find me on uh, Twitter at CompileSwift or you can go to the website CompileSwift.com. There's a, you can do a, there's a contact form there. You can get hold of me. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your thoughts. What do you think about source control? What's some of the best practices that you do? You know, maybe in a future episode, we should talk about best practices for source control. So with that, Uh, We'll leave it there, and I'll speak to you next time.